Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Welcome to Episode 71 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. And today, we're going to talk about the new CPT codes coming in for 2022. Uh, Mark's going to bring us up to speed and let us know what's what's coming in. So with that, let's get started. Oh, by the way, it is Urology Coding Month, October. So uh, it's a good uh, continuation of our discussion. We'll continue the uh, coding, Urology Coding Month and continue learning. So uh, Mark, take it away. All right. Well, it's a fairly minimal year for changes in CPT. Um, we uh, we had a, a, a few new codes coming in, a couple of uh, wording changes, and then a, a couple of new CAT 3 codes. And I might as well throw in, we had a, a, a little bit of a, a, a few changes within ICD-10 as well. Not many at all. So from that standpoint, it's going to be an easy year to look at the changes. So the new CPT codes that were added this year, the Category 1 codes, are codes 53451, 5253, and 54. And all of them are for periurethral transperineal adjustable balloon continence device. Um, so um, the first one is for the bilateral insertion, including cystourethroscopy and image guidance. Uh, the 5-2 is a unilateral insertion, including cystourethroscopy and image guidance. 5-3 is for removal, each balloon. And 5-4 is for the percutaneous adjustment of balloon balloons fluid volume. So, um all of them surround the same new periurethral uh, transperineal uh, continence device. So those were the new Category 1 codes. Um, and they actually replace Category 3 codes, the 0548T, the 549T, the 550T, and the 551T. So they basically were codes that were moved from Category 3 into Category 1. Um, so... Uh, well, obviously, we don't have the uh, final value set. Those will come out in November. Um, the codes that had changes this year um, were the hypospadias repair codes. The 54340 um, uh, was changed uh, a little bit in the wording. The 54344 uh, was changed a little bit, the 4.8 was changed a little bit, and the 5.4.3.5.2. So they all had small changes um, that were really uh, changes um, that were trying to de better describe the complexity of the work um, with the, the flap or the patch drafts that are used, um, and then including the excision of, the, uh, of a previously constructed area. So um, we're hoping as well that there might be some changes to those values moving in um, with those uh, with the descriptions more accurately describing the actual work performed. Um, but it, 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 those changes, even though the descriptions are there, 
are really going to depend on what was the vignette behind the code. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on those values as they're moving forward. Um, the category three changes, um, couple of additions, uh, the code 0672T, which is endovaginal cryogen cooled monopolar radio frequency remodeling of the tissues surrounding the female bladder neck and proximal urethra for urinary incontinence. So um, we do have uh, that change. And then uh, we have a new code 0655T, which is the transperineal focus, uh, focal laser ablation of the malignant prostate tissue, including transrectal image guidance with MRI fused images or other enhanced ultrasound imaging. Um, so we're seeing a, a trend here. Um, obviously, um, one of the things that we're seeing is uh, some new technology that's being accommodated is really kind of where uh, the majority of changes were for this year. Um, we're also seeing now that the pathway of category three codes and then a move to category one uh, seems to be um, uh, becoming a little bit more popular. I think there's still a lot of new technology that's getting coded under unlisted codes. Um, and so there's, you know, we've got those kind of those two pathways or the three different pathways with new technology of a category three code, an unlisted code, um, or the other one, which is a, a modified or trying to shoehorn it into an existing CPT code, um, which, you know, it still probably remains from the manufacturer's standpoint. Uh, the easiest method because coverage around established CPT codes already established. So it takes a little less to get those covered. And, and um, so once the new codes become category one codes, um, you know, what we're seeing uh, with a number of the payers that with the values assigned, um, they will cover them, but there may be some limitations like we saw um, with HIFU. Um, you know, because they, uh, with a with a history, and HIFU didn't have a Category 3 code before it moved into Category 1, um, but it did have a facility code payment established before the CPT code was established. Um, so sometimes that history of coverage, come, you know, is carried over. And if it did have coverage as a Category 3 code, we're seeing the the carriers adapt those coverage policies over to the new category one codes um, when they come in place um, if there were no coverage decisions at all um, then what we're seeing uh, is kind of a mixed bag of some some of the payers going ahead and covering it now that's a category one some of the payers still pe pegging them as uh, investigational so it's not an automatic removal um, from the test test list, for lack of a better way to put it. And then, of course, there are those that then uh, turn around fairly quickly and try and layer in some coverage issues, um, you know, and, and some restrictions on when those te new technologies can be used. Um, so given the fact that all these codes um, right now, with the exception of the changes in the hypospadias repair, 
are for new technology um, and the procedures to put those technology in. Uh, you want to be careful uh, in uh, your prior os and pre-certs. Uh, we want to watch where those values come in. And, and you know, in, in essence, the same cautions we use on every code. Um, make sure that the patients uh, not only have coverage from a policy side, but their benefits fit too, because that's a uh, that's that other issue that's that's getting tightened up out there is whether or not the patient's benefit policy that they purchased actually covers what's being treated. Um, so, you know, we're seeing a lot more restrictions on erectile dysfunction being covered um, and some of those patient quote unquote comfort issues um, are uh, a little bit more fringy when you look at the benefits if they bought the lowest version of the plant. So those are all things to consider as you look at new codes. And of course, the category three codes rarely come out with assigned values. Um, so you'll probably need to, uh, to, to really take a look at how you price those moving forward. Um, so that's the CPT code summary. On the ICD-10 side, <clears throat> there weren't a lot. Um, there were some minor changes in the excludes notes um, for a couple of codes, both nine, uh, N16 and N39 um, had a couple of excludes uh, changes, um, but they added codes um, uh, and, and actually the N39 codes, the excludes changes were related to the new codes. Um, but we got uh, two new codes uh, for polyurea. Uh, one is the R3581 for nocturnal polyurea, and the other is uh, R3589 for other polyurea, or polyurea, depending on how uh, you you pronounce the <laughs> those things. Um, as you know, we we tend to uh, uh, painterize things with our own uh, inflections and uh, and and accentuation. So we'll see. Uh, the, those come in, and by the way, these codes were active as of October 1. So remember that ICD-10 changes go on Medicare's fiscal, fiscal year, which is October 1 act, active date, whereas the CPT codes won't become active until January 1. Um, and then we had uh, uh, a few new Z codes um, that came into play, um, all of them in the Z95 area, Z95.85. Um, and they're all for personal history of cellular therapy. Um, so those may or may not uh, affect you, but they're where the A uh, or the Z92850850, the Z92858, the Z92859, and the Z92.86. Uh, the 86 is for gene therapy. Um, and all the uh, the the eight five codes for for uh, cellular therapy. Um, so and then there were a few other codes that were not really targeted towards um, urology, but may be relevant um, in the Z code section uh, to some of your patients, as we saw a significant number of codes uh, changes and a few additions um, for persons with food insecurity and homelessness um, that, uh, again, may uh, may come into play, especially given some of the changes in the E&M codes 
um, that you know financial or social status um, does increase risk. So those may be relevant and 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 areas that you want to take a look at. So that's a quick summary of the changes that we identified. Obviously, there are other changes that are out there that if you're you're performing services that are kind of beyond the general urology uh, scope that you may find in there. So we, you know, even though we gave you a summary of all those and some targets to look at, it's always a good idea to to peruse the news and established uh, codes and the data sets. And, um, and those new ICD-10 codes will be in coding today. Um, and then the, uh, <clears throat> but the uh, CPT codes won't actually float into coding today until the first of the year. All right. Well, uh, so so your overall assessment is, uh, you know, with the changes and what's going on, some changes, but not any real huge changes in urology with uh, the new CPT codes and and ICD-10 codes. Not a not a big change year in that respect. So it it's this is kind of, you know, the area that's becoming the norm. <clears throat> um, fewer changes um, because of, you know, all the the domino effect of any change um, that's out there. So, yeah, fewer changes um, from year to year as we go through. Um, but, um, but yeah, things that you want to keep an eye on. Um, and certainly for those of you who are working with that new technology, um, you'll, uh, you'll want to keep an eye on that. Ray, what are your thoughts on the changes? I, I think it's interesting. And I wanted to ask you a question, Mark. Uh, with the changes that are occurring, you know, we've always had mixed uh, acceptance of the CAT3 codes. Uh, so now I'm in my office and I'm adopting a new technology that doesn't have a CAT1 code. How do I code that this year? Well, you mean up until January 1 when they become officially? Oh, I don't have a CAT1 code at all. This, this is a new technology. We're, we're starting from scratch. We're not talking about changes this year. Okay. So, so yeah, the, your three pathways, right? You've got, um, if, there's a, if there's a CAT1 or a CAT3 code, um, that accurately describes what it is, even if it's a new thing, but the procedure is there, then we use that. Um, if it doesn't accurately describe um, <clears throat> what you're doing or the change that's there, so you're, you're going to be going unlisted. Um, and then for, for the most part, now there, there are some uh, situations where we can use existing CPT codes um, with modifiers um, to if as long as you end up with an accurate description and um, so there it, it it is very dependent on each of the technologies but <clears throat> but those those are really the three choices either there's a code that accurately describes it even though it's new the procedure, says yes so use it as a, the cat one or the cat three um the uh if there is a code that describes it 
you have to use that code. Um, if there if there's um, nothing that describes it accurately, um, then you're looking at could I modify an existing CPT code, which <clears throat> is becoming more difficult um, with everything that we've seen that's out there. So, for example, um, for a while we had the simple prostatectomy that moved into laparoscopic or robotic. Um, and ultimately, even though we had an, a, an open code that didn't describe approach, um, it the AUA and the AMA came out and said, use an unlisted code, approach matters. Um, so the unlisted code um, really is becoming more and more, more the norm, the norm, I guess, to handle new technology rather than a modified CPT code. So I would kind of put, if there's a code that fits it, use it. That's CAT1 or CAT3. If you've got a CAT3, you got to use it, even though it doesn't have coverage. The next step down would probably be unlisted code um, with that option, that small window of a modified CPT code only working in a few circumstances. And, and regardless of what your salesman tells you, you need to follow these lines because every now and then we find uh, a recommendation to use a modified CPT code when it really doesn't work. Are you still finding that to be true? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's always the battle of coverage, right, in the whole process. Everybody's trying to do the best they can for the patient and, and you know, <clears throat> trying to get it covered so that the insurance that they already have and they've already paid for pays for most of what is given. So, I mean, and, and that's just the goal. We always try and leverage whatever, what the patient can get. Um, so, and, and there are payers out there that will, you know, tell you things that you need to do that really probably don't fit any of those conventions that I said. Um, so you got to check with the payers. So check with the payers, work with your patients. Um, but in the end, coverage is coverage, right? And so you may want to make sure you get a, a deposit down for those patients. Um, so that uh, so that you're covered in case uh, insurance doesn't come through. Now, I want to clarify one point. You're telling me that uh, here I am going to use this new technology. It doesn't have a CAT1 code, but it does have a CAT3 code. And my, my payer has told me they're not going to pay anything for that CAT3, but I'm still obligated to use it. I can't use it unlisted, correct? This is correct, unless that payer in writing tells you to do, do something different, but it's not appropriate to bill an unlisted code if there's a CAT3 code available that describes it. And you, you just made a key point. If the payer tells you to do something unusual, then we need to get it in writing, correct? That is correct. All right. Well... That was a, a, a great discussion, and I think we, uh, we understand that. So uh, with that, we'll wind, wind things up for this episode. And uh, 
Ray, any any final words? Yes, I have two very important words. Happy coding. Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label, The Juicery.